Hey there, Growth Warriors. You are listening to Piyush Agarwal and this is the Grow Daily Podcast. Welcome to the 29th episode of this series. I hope you're finding these episodes a lot of fun and educational. The whole idea behind designing 15-minute long episodes were that you should get quick action points. You should be able to listen to them on a jog or while you are doing something like traveling or in between two meetings. You can do a quick listen and still gain a lot by listening to these episodes. So keep growing your business, keep crushing at it, and I hope I can be helpful in your journey. I just completed my five-part series on email marketing with the last episode. I hope you had a chance to go through them. We went all the way from what is email marketing to how you can get started with it, creating your first list, your first ever email campaign, and all the way to measuring your email campaigns and also making sure that you are maintaining a healthy email list. Yes, we covered all of those in five episodes of under 15 minutes. So if you haven't listened to them yet, I would recommend go ahead and give it a listen because I know that you will take away a lot from all of those episodes. If you want to start from the beginning, you can go back to the 24th episode and start listening. However, if you have already listened to them, do let me know if they were helpful, if you find them worth your time because I'm looking at improving these episodes and making it as relevant to all of you as much possible. And it's only based on your inputs can I do that, right? I have always stressed the importance of feedback and I cannot have enough of it from all of you. So keep them coming. You can reach out to me via email. You can leave a review on iTunes or any other platform you're listening to this podcast on. You can also go ahead and reach out to me on Twitter or on Facebook. So use the option that works best for you. And I promise that I will be replying to each and every comment or email that comes my way. So with that, let's get started with episode number 29. And today we are going to talk about business continuity. I don't know how many of you are familiar with this phrase. Well, let me rewind a little and tell you how it all started. Last week, while on a team call with one of my clients, the topic of improvement on business continuity came up. We all ended up talking about how each team member was supporting the other when they were not available and we made sure that the business kept going irrespective of whether a team member was there or not there. And while the team applauded to the fact there was a clear indication that we need the systems in place to keep it smoother. It wasn't really easy for someone in operations to be handling marketing activities without getting a proper handoff. The operations team is not really well-versed with all the tools that a marketing team uses to get the word out. There was a lot of learning required for somebody to make sure that everything keeps running smooth. While it wasn't really a very easy job for the team, they made sure that everything kept going. Now, it's very much possible that you don't really share the same use case as this particular team. In fact, you may never see an operations person doing the marketing work irrespective of what happens. And that's fine, but there are various ways you will realize that your business can be disrupted. And that's where business continuity comes into action. So what we need to do is first understand that our businesses are run by people and a specific set of people do specific tasks. Now, what happens if those specific people are not there? What happens if they, let's say, meet with an accident or they become unavailable due to whatever reason. It's important that in such situations, business does not stop. There is no stall, there is no issues that happen 
in the business in servicing your customers. The similar is also true for the systems already in place. You need to make sure that there's enough going on on the system side that your business never gets disrupted. Now the size of the team does have a play here, but irrespective of whether you are a one-man army or you have 100 plus people in your team, you still need to have the right systems in place that there is everything taken care of in situations of contingencies. So first things first, you need to ask yourself, can my business be disrupted? And by business disruption, it can be as simple as, will you be able to provide services to your customers or not? And if not, what are the situations where you won't be able to? This is not limited to just people and clients. This is also about the systems that are already in place. Are there failure scenarios where things won't work when something changes in that system? It can be about supporting an existing customer to making a new sale and making a delivery happen. Whenever you design a process or you get somebody on board on the team, you need to make sure that you have enough contingencies in place. You need to make sure that there is a plan in situations of disruption. Now, most of the time, we work in a very reactive manner. You must be thinking that, hey, we have had disruptions in the past, but I could take quick action and fix that right on the spot. Or that it's not that important to take care of it right now in my business, because if things go wrong, I am there to take care of it. But my question is, what if you are not there? Or what if there are ways that you can do it and you can make your lives easier when things go wrong? You don't want to be running around and looking for the fire bucket in the case of fire. Or worse, figuring out that you need a fire bucket with sand in it in order to get rid of a fire. Basically, with the right systems in place, you and your team will know what to do when something changes or something goes wrong. Now, let's take your business. How easy it is to disrupt it today? Can I just go over and remove one component to break it completely? What happens when your courier company fails to pick up the deliveries that you have set out for today? What happens if they do that on the second day as well? What are the things that can be done to ensure that your end customer doesn't have to face the heat because of something going wrong? So make a note of everything that makes your business work today and figure it out what are the different places where things can go wrong and your end customer might have to suffer because in the end, you are doing everything for them. Once you have that figured out, you need to clearly identify the point of failure and the impact of that disruption. Now, based on the point of failure, what can the impact be on your overall process, on your overall business? Because the impact will define on how critical it is for you to have continuity plans in place. Sometimes it's okay for something to get delayed by a couple of days and nothing goes for a toss. But for some of the things, you need to make sure that there is a plan in place and things don't really drop when something goes wrong. So once you have identified the criticality of every point of failure, you will be able to decide on what level of planning you need to go deep into. I can already imagine some of you solopreneurs out there saying that, hey, I do everything for my business. So if I am not there, nothing happens. So basically, I cannot have a continuity plan because I don't have anybody to fall back onto. I would say you are wrong. The moment you start analyzing your systems, you will realize that there are various points of automation that you can employ. There are various other ways that you can actually make sure that things don't go wrong and everything isn't dependent on you. As entrepreneurs, we always make this mistake. We always want to do everything on our own 
and don't really want to put any other system in place that will make us redundant in that position. However, you are there to grow your business and the business can only grow if you look at it from an outsider's perspective and make sure that you are not a blocker for your business in any way. Go ahead and make a note of everything that can disrupt your business. Now, when we're thinking of what are these different aspects that can lead to disruption, potential disasters include something like a tornado, flood, or an earthquake. What happens if a natural disaster happens? Does your business get impacted? If yes, how? What about accidents? If you or a team member of yours meets with an accident. In the case of sabotage, where an external force or an internal party try to sabotage your business in any single way. Power or energy disruptions, say you are into a server business or you provide cable TV to your locals. Whatever business can be, if power can impact it, we need to have a contingency plan in place. Then it comes to communication, transportation, safety and any other service sector failure in your business. And also cyber attacks and hacker activity. Now these are just some of the things that I've listed out that can and sort of potentially lead to a disruption in your business. But there can be more things based on what your business type is. So identify everything that can go wrong to disrupt your business and also identify what are the different areas that can get impacted by any of these disasters. And to ensure that you have a plan to take care of when any of these things go wrong, you need to put together a business continuity plan. As the name suggests, it's about putting together a plan that can be put in action when things go wrong. So it's a plan that everyone in the team knows and knows when to implement which component based on what is going wrong. So it will include mainly two different pointers. One, it will have plans and arrangements to ensure that your business is continuously working, that your services and your products are getting delivered and there's nothing that can lead to delays in actually supporting these processes. These can be in terms of permissions, these can be in terms of usernames and passwords of the tools that you use and things like that. So basically based on the size of the company that you're dealing with, the problems that are there would be different and you need to make sure when something goes wrong, there's enough of a process in place that there are no delays in putting that process into action. The second very important thing that's included in business continuity planning is the identification of the necessary resources to support business continuity. This can include people, information, equipment, and even financial allocations. Basically any resource that is required to ensure that business does not get disrupted. So you identify an area of impact, an area of failure in your business, you figure out what's the plan of action when things go wrong in that area, and you then make sure that you have the right amount of resources in place to put the business continuity plan in action with the least amount of friction. While on the outset, a business continuity plan may seem like a lot of work, I can assure you that it's very important to be taken care of. It's really important that you put a team together that will be working on this plan of identifying and figuring out the plan of action. And then once the business continuity plan is in place, there has to be enough rehearsals, there has to be enough trials and testing done to ensure that it actually works. So it is a lot of work to go through it, but trust me, for your business, it's really critical that you have this plan in place. Now, some of you may be thinking that you already have a disaster recovery plan, or is this similar to business resumption plan? I can tell you that there are similarities, but at the same time, they're quite different. When it comes to business continuity planning, there doesn't really have to be a massive disruption in business 
to put the plan in action. It's more about some components going off the track or something going wrong that would change the way business is done today. And you need to make sure that there are systems in place so that it's business as usual from an outsider's perspective. However, a business resumption plan or a disaster recovery plan sort of imply a stoppage in critical operations and they are reactive in nature. That means even from a customer's point of view, there may have been some disruption and you are taking the necessary action to fix it. These are important based on what kind of business you are running. However, a business continuity plan ensures and enables that critical services and products are continually delivered to your clients. So instead of focusing on resuming a business after critical operations have ceased or recovering after a disaster, a business continuity plan endeavors to ensure that critical operations continue to be available all the time. And that's why from my perspective and from a growth perspective, it's important to have a business continuity plan in place, irrespective of whether you already have a disaster recovery plan in place or not. With that, we have come to an end of this episode. We can cover how you can go over creating a business continuity plan in one of the future episodes. But I hope this gives you enough to think about and consider points of failure in your business. It is really important from my perspective that you have this plan in place and take ample time in creating this plan. This is critical but may not be top on your priority. So add it to your list of tasks to be done. Add it to your goals for the team to ensure that it gets done. I hope you found this episode helpful and I hope you agree with me that you need to have this plan in place. I really would love to know what are the different ways your business can get disrupted and what are you going to do to make sure that your business keeps going as usual when those things happen. And that's all from my end. Thank you so much for listening. We have come to an end of this episode and I will stop right here. Keep listening to the Grow Daily Podcast. Keep crushing. Keep crushing.